This is AgriPulse Drive Time, brought to you by the American Sugar Alliance, committed to a bright future for all. Learn more at sugaralliance.org. Good afternoon. I'm Ben Nully. Thanks to those of you who tuned in to the fifth annual AgriPulse Ag and Food Policy Summit today. There's more exciting conversations in store tomorrow afternoon. Secretary of Agriculture Tom Vilsack will have his first meeting with the Chinese Ag Minister tonight. And I look forward to the conversation to reaffirm uh, the importance of that trade relationship uh, and the phase one agreement. And while it's true that China has not met fully and completely its phase one purchasing requirements, uh, progress has been made. And obviously, we've seen significant sales recently. We want to make sure that that market continues and hopefully expands over time. Vilsack was the opening speaker for our summit this morning. He spoke virtually from his home state of Iowa today, where he's encouraging people to get vaccinated and touting benefits of the American Rescue Plan. Now, you know, for farmers, I think they need to take note of the fact that there will be additional resources uh, provided to families who are struggling uh, so that they're in a position to go to the grocery store, be able to purchase more, to be able to take care of their families. Obviously, if if more things are purchased at the grocery store, that means uh, more things need to be uh, packaged and processed and transported and, yes, produced. Bill Sachs says producers should expect a plan in the next week or so detailing a third round of coronavirus food assistance program payments. House Agriculture Committee Chair David Scott says farmers should not be taken advantage of as policy, government and industry leaders develop carbon markets and understand how to regulate them. We are going to have a hearing in the future on the carbon markets because I'm just getting into it myself. But if we don't set some guardrails, I'm mighty afraid that some disadvantages may take place. I certainly don't have the answers, but if we could bring in the folks. But top Republican G.T. Thompson doesn't think the government should be getting involved in these markets. Well, let me reiterate, I support private carbon markets. I, I don't think the government should be intervening. I don't think the government would get it right. If the government does and must get involved, then we need to first be tasked to look at any additional concerns, unintended consequences, uh, regional and crop equity, economic consequences such as land prices and the value to farmers. Lawmakers are developing legislation aimed at accelerating the development of carbon markets by authorizing USDA to certify services that would verify the validity of credits farmers want to sell. You can read more about Secretary Vilsack's comments in Bill Thompson's story at agripulse.com. Today's AgriPulse Drive Time is brought to you by the American Sugar Alliance. America's sugar producers are committed to a bright and sustainable future for us all. This is made possible by America's no-cost sugar policy. Learn more at sugaralliance.org. Feeding hungry people across the globe has not been easy, and AgriPulse's Spencer Chase says the COVID-19 pandemic may have increased additional needs. The efforts to fight global hunger has been a long one, and it may have gotten a little tougher in the last year. Baron Seeger is the president and CEO of the World Food Program USA, which works to drive hunger awareness domestically and coordinate with the UN program based in Rome. He says they're expecting an uptick in need this year. Last year, the World Food Program helped over 100 million people, and we're being asked to increase that by 40% just this year based on what I would call the uh, three C's. That's conflict, it's COVID, and it's climate. 
And with that uptick comes a greater need for funding. Don't forget that with the World Food Program, we have a significant funding gap. That gap is about $5 billion. And without that funding, people will suffer, people will die. There's more on the subject in our open mic segment on agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase. If approved, a Canadian rail company would own the first rail network linking the U.S., Canada, and Mexico. Canadian Pacific Railway has agreed to purchase Kansas City Southern in a merger valued nearly $25 billion. CP President and Chief Executive Officer Keith Creel says the agreement would be transformative for North America. The transaction was unanimously supported by both Board of Directors Sunday. The merger includes the assumption of $3.8 billion of outstanding KCS debt. Read more of Sarah Wyant's story and the latest agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news at agripulse.com. In Washington, I'm Ben Nully.